0: Hey race fans, welcome to Talking Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 17 of Talking Stock. As always, Novus playing us in on the strings. I'm here with my co-host, Trey. Trey, how you doing?
1: How? I'm doing great. Football is back, even though our uh, Pittsburgh Steelers had a rough one this weekend, if you will. Maybe not as bad as some other teams, uh, but it was a tough one. It was it was not pretty to see, but we had some good racing. Pretty excited to talk about it.
0: So For sure. Definitely a whooping from the West Coast coming to Pittsburgh and just Cleaning the Steelers out, not a great look for us, but long NFL season, things change. That being said, the Fighting Irish and Nittany Lions, both in the AP top 10 at the moment, so we have that to look forward to on top of the racing. But couldn't really get too much better than Kansas this past weekend. What used to be, I feel like, a dreaded track for fans has turned into, in the next-gen car, these mile-and-a-half tracks, Kansas specifically. That's a great track for racing. We got that on Sunday, and it results in Tyler Reddick being guaranteed into the round of 12, going to victory lane. Just as I predicted.
1: Yeah, Tyler ran great. That 45 has just been awesome at Kansas. I think that it's the same car that won both races last year. I think I had heard that. So I don't know if they ran it in the spring. So I don't know if that makes it three of four with that car or three for three. So either way, really impressive showing for the
0: 45. Yeah, Uh great showing there from Tyler Reddick, no doubt. Twenty three eleven continues to be very solid at that track. But really, the Toyotas qualified well. It was it Christopher Bell on the pole? Yes. Seabell pole. Um, Hamlin led a lot of laps. But the lone, uh regular season champion, Martin Trex Jr., gets a flat tire in the right rear earlier, cleans him out, ends his day early, and the regular season champ is minus seven on the cut, heading to Bristol. How do we feel about that, Trey?
1: Yeah, Martin's got to be nervous headed into this one. Seven points is very doable. Um, It's certainly not impossible. It's something I think that Martin gets done this weekend. But something silly happens again, and his season's over uh, a lot sooner than a lot of people thought. I think that Goodyear did find a little puncture uh, in that tire um, when they did their investigation of it during the race. Doesn't matter what happened. It messed up somewhere. He hit something, did something, and he found himself in the wall, and that could be the end of his season. Um, I think I saw he's only accrued like twenty three points or something so far in the playoffs, which is really bad considering how good he's been all year. Uh, but I think he bounces back, bounces back this weekend and uh, just barely gets himself into into the round of twelve.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think we see an early exit for Martin Truex. Um, These first couple of weeks have reminded me a little bit of the inconsistencies that they've had in 2022. Uh, I think I hate to say a team that was so dominant for so long on so many different types of tracks. I just don't think that Bristol lines up well for him being in the, the negative seven department. Uh, as far as the cut line, I don't see it. I think that they're going to be going home. I think that he's capable of doing it, but this has been a group that's been inconsistent. And I think that's going to shake up a lot of people. I just don't like it for him. Not saying it's impossible, not guaranteeing it, but being seven under, I believe the car ahead of him is Kevin Harvick. So Ford's been pretty solid this track. Kevin Harvick's going out in his final season. I just don't think that uh, this lines up well for Martin Trex. But, you know, it's all about luck. And and speaking of luck, another impressive showing for the 11 group Um, this past weekend at Kansas, two weeks in a row, they led a lot of laps. Two weeks in a row, it didn't go their way. Um, obviously a late race caution for Chris Busher and the 17 car, um, with about 12, no, it was less than that was about six to go. Uh, so ends in a NASCAR overtime. Some cars take two tires and it was just a shuffle mad dash. You saw Daniel Suarez sinking like a stone through the field. And, uh, at the end of the day it was a shootout between Tyler Reddick and Denny Hamlin. I think the difference was the restart. Reddick got a way better jump. And I'm not sure if it would have changed much, but obviously an aggressive block from the 43 was fighting for a good finish for probably only like the third time this year. And that kind of got in the way of any sort of late run. So a disappointing run for the 11 group in the end, but I think that they've been very dominant this playoffs, Trey. I think that they're looking good going forward.
1: Yeah, I thought that Denny had this one kind of in the bag. Um, It seemed like the field was starting to kind of get spread out. Maybe somebody pushing late, but... Didn't see the the seventeen of Chris Buescher cutting a tire there and going around and causing causing kind of some mayhem at the end there. Uh, got like you said, some guys stayed out, some guys took two tires, but ultimately the guys that took four were the fastest on the in the field in those last couple of laps. Denny had a terrible restart. It looked like he almost like fell asleep. I think in his post race he said that he saw uh, I believe Kyle Larson was behind him, kind of letting off a little bit, so he wanted to fall back to his bumper to get the push forward. And when he did that, he just couldn't get going. And so then it ended up being a little bit, a little too late uh, to come back and, and catch Redick there. But it was an extremely aggressive block by Eric Jones. Not that I necessarily hate it. I think that, that that's the uniqueness to this sport is that every driver is in the is racing in playoff races, even if they aren't in the playoffs. So you kind of get some of those, well, should he have thrown a, that aggressive of a block because he's not in the playoffs? I th- I think personally, yes, like you should race it like it's any other race throughout the year, but I'm sure that some of you Hamlin fans have some differing opinions. And if he doesn't throw that b- block, I think we have a super exciting uh, last lap there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest difference is if this isn't a shootout, I think five, 10 laps, I think Hamlin goes to the lead and probably wins the race. Uh, I think that's the bigger story. Um, unfortunately, it, it, it was a late race restart, and it was overtime. Um, there's an important distinction to make. That I think of people, a lot of a lot of people think with Danny Hamlin and uh, his media comments, that two things can be true. Eric Jones can do what he does, and it'd be all right. And the second part is it could piss me the hell off. I think it was um, definitely annoying. Uh, I think it stunted a run in from a fan's perspective get the hell out of the way you you mean nothing your season sucked don't get in the way but i really do like eric jones i don't think he's a bad driver i think that he'll be extremely successful when legacy goes to toyota so keep an eye on that but of course i don't like it as a hamlet fan i think it. it I don't, it's hard to say it costs you a win because it is hard to pass but it it, 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 it deprived us all of a great finish I'll, let's all agree on that um but as far as controversy goes um, the last lap, I'm sorry, not last lap, the last restart we saw holding hands between the five and nine car leaving pit road. Um, we've seen this before between Kyle and Chase, but now it's another dust up. Is this something more or is this just a it happened? It's in the moment. It's gone. And I think I, I was listening to XM radio with uh, with Dave Moody. And they had mentioned that, you know, this will probably be something that's out of the new cycle by next week.
1: Yeah, I think that this is a big nothing burger. Uh, Once again, I think we saw last week with Suarez and Bowman, some frustration boiled over from a a rough year, a little bit of that. You can see that in Chase Elliott, even more so than what Bowman and Suarez. They're not expected to compete for a championship as much as Chase Elliott is. So I think Elliott got a little frustrated with Kyle there. Um, Like Kyle said, I think he'll watch that replay and realize that there was really nowhere for Kyle to go. In his post-race interview, Chase Elliott acted as if not a single thing happened there. Uh, but I, I think that if if worst comes to worse, uh, Mr. H will sit the two of them down and they'll work through it. I don't I don't see this being a, a new story moving forward. I don't see any further like on-track retaliation or or any uh, feuds within that organization moving forward. I think pretty much a a whole lot of nothing.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, Of course, Chuckles was himself in the post-race. I wasn't expecting anything less. Um, Not a lot of personality from Chase almost ever when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, I think people really want this to be, and I think it's fans projecting um, the reality that, uh, well, Kyle Larson is a better race car driver. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Chase Elliott is also a very good race car driver and a champion. Uh, But I think that on both sides of that aisle, fan-wise, they want the other to know that the other one is a good driver. Um, but most of all, in that organization, there's room for a stable of champions, and that's why they have had a stable of champions for a very long time. Um, I, I think people want to turn this into Jimmy and Jeff. That was sort of a unique situation. I think uh, the loss of Ray Evernham probably stunted Jeff's championship chances prematurely more than anything that happened with Chad and Jimmy over that seven championship run. People just like the drama. I don't think that there's anything there. I think Chase Elliott next season is a championship contender because he drives Mr. H's equipment. And as far as this season's concerned, neither one of these guys, if they're out of the playoffs, if William Byron's racing forward, are they going to get in, involved? Or if Kyle's going for the championship this season, are you going to see Chase get involved? That just doesn't happen there. Um, so this the reality is what it is. I think it's an on-track dust-up. And I think it's nothing more than a frustrating season, ending up with a frustrating bump. And I think everybody will move on. But as we move to the Roval, I'm sure that the fortunes of Chase Elliott will change a little bit because I would expect him to run up near the front because that's his track, to be honest with you. I like him there at the Charlotte Roval. But as we go there in a couple weeks, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say this coming weekend. As we go there in a couple weeks, there will be stage racing. And that's, I don't know. There's fans that are happy. There's fans that are not. I like the fact that it's been consistent. Um not having stage breaks to this point. So jumping back to it, I think is silly, but I think that it's all right in the sense that it's going to be consistent with the rest of the playoff format.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting uh change of events there for NASCAR. I think I would have rather them wait till next year to bring back uh, the stage breaks um at the road courses. That's what it's been throughout the year, whether you like it or you don't, that's the way it's been. I know it's a little bit different than every other Track that we go to, I think that this does benefit maybe some of those guys that aren't as well-versed on the on the road course. It gives them a, an opportunity to mess a little bit with the pitch strategy to get themselves either up to the front uh, heading into the third stage or possibly um, take a stage that they probably shouldn't have and get those stage points and salvage a otherwise probably mediocre day. Either way, I'm kind of torn on which – direction i like i somewhat enjoyed the road courses without the cautions that it was pretty fluent but at the same time they can get pretty boring pretty quick uh when when there's not a lot of action going on because the field is not as bunched together but i did see that they are moving the restart zone back like they have done at uh some of the other road courses to prevent that huge pile up in in the first turns so i think that should help and kind of get maybe the best of both worlds there.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Unfortunately, a lot of these stage break uh, road course races just turn into wreck fests, which I don't enjoy. We've spent a lot of time on that this season. I don't really care to bring it up again, but the fact of the matter is with the restart zone changing, hopefully we don't get that. The biggest thing when it comes to being a fan, I like to be consistent with the racing that we're getting. I probably wouldn't have changed it to this point in the season because that's what the standard has been, but this is the lone road course race in the playoffs. So, it checks out that they should add it um, to the stage breaks like the rest of the playoff races. I mean, there's an argument either way. You can argue that to the cows come home, but either way, that won't be a race that I'm super excited for because the Franken courses typically suck. But um, moving on from that, this week we have the Bristol Knight race, a marquee event and crown jewel for NASCAR. Trey, uh, there's no dirt there this weekend, but when you were there, there was no dirt. So, what can we expect? Yeah,
1: thank God that the dirt is gone. Uh, this weekend is, as you put it, a crown jewel of, of NASCAR of motorsports. Heading to Bristol at night, uh, it's just an unreal experience. I know this race used to be a little bit earlier in the year. Um, my family and I used to go on vacation, and then this would be like at the back end of uh of the week. Uh, and then we'd get, start school either the following week or the week after. Uh, but it, it's a super exciting event. Um, I hope that they still do like the. Haulers come in and almost like a parade, I think, on like Thursday night, uh, with all their lights going off and people gather outside the track. And it's really a really cool experience. And, you know, kids get to see their favorite drivers hauler, which is always fun to see. Like, hey, that's Kyle Bush, and that his car is in there. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but the racing at Bristol is always awesome. It's one of my favorite tracks. I think outside of maybe Daytona and Talladega, you know, the super speedways. This is one of the tracks that you think of when you think of NASCAR.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, super exciting track, um, super exciting night, uh, the marquee event. It, hopefully it lives up to that. I think it will in an elimination round, especially with the regular season champ being out right now. Um, so I think that will build a tremendous storyline. But the last time we were there with no dirt, the winner was Chris Busher, who's been playing a hot hand for about the last month. So, Trey, do you think anybody has anything for this RFK group, uh, specifically Chris Busher?
1: I think they're going to be tough to beat. This is kind of where, where Chris started his reign of dominance, if you will. You know, hadn't done much in the beginning portion of his career, and then last year got a win here and propelled that into three now this year. So really exciting stuff from from the 17 and from that RFK group. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Brad or Chris in victory lane this weekend. Uh, but I think there's a couple other guys that we'll get into that that could uh, give them a run for their money.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting race. I'm hoping that uh, the improvements to the short track package shine through and give us a fantastic race this weekend, uh, this Saturday at Bristol. Um, but as we get into our race predictions, we'll kind of go over last week. Uh, Trey nailed it. It came down to that restart. Uh, Tyler Reddick winning. Uh, I had Hamlin winning, so the points were a quick flip. Um, The regular season standings are now 26 Trey to 19 Kyle. So it was plus six for Trey on the weekend. It was plus two for me for Denny and uh, Tyler and Trey this weekend at Bristol. Who do you got going to victory lane?
1: Before I get into those picks, I just got to say, it finally feels good. It's been a while since I have picked the winner. I think the last one was uh, Ross Chastain at uh, Nashville. So really excited about that. And I think I got another one for this weekend. Uh, He's ran fairly well the last two weeks, despite starting at the back of the pack uh, for some incidents in qualifying and practice. But I'm going to take the king of Bristol, Kyle Bush to get win number nine at Bristol. Wow.
0: Well, I, I like that pick. Uh, I think that that would be a big momentum swing for them, most of all. Um, they've been needing it. Not that their finishes have been bad, um, but their starting points have been rough. They just could use some good luck. So uh, I would definitely be interested to see that happen and see where that takes this RCR group through the playoffs. Uh, as for myself, I am going to stick with Roush Fenway, Kozlowski, and specifically Kozlowski. I think the six finally goes to victory lane. It'll be Brad's first win as an owner driver, and I think he'll be holding the sword when it's all over here at Bristol.
1: Certainly a good pick considering I have Brad in my top three of five along with Kyle and joining them, the other the other Roush Fenway, Kozlowski driver, and Chris Buescher there. I think those guys have had a lot of speed. They're going to continue to have a lot of speed. This is a track they can go out and dominate. Uh, so really excited for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. As far as my three of five, I'll go with another Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson led a lot of laps last year. I would expect him to do the same. So overall I'll go with the five, six and 17, uh, ringing me through, uh, the final uh, round of the round of 16.
1: All good picks. Uh, I think that that, Definitely leave some people maybe on the outside looking in on the into the playoffs, such as uh, as Martin Truex. Which I think that kind of brings us here to our to our Twitter question of the day, um, and it is: Should the regular season champ get an automatic pass to the round of twelve, or is the fifteen bonus points enough?
0: Um, in my opinion, I think that his bonus points are enough. Um, NASCAR has come up with so many gimmicks. I think you know, kind of shoots and lotterying somebody in the round of twelve would be. Kind of ridiculous. Uh, I think that he got his points. Um, You know, he got he was rewarded um, with with the point system that is in place for his running as a regular season. Um, Overall, I've been very vocal that I feel like an old Winston Cup point style is the best way to determine the NASCAR champion because you have so many weeks of racing, and the best at the end of that should be standing. Um, So the the fact that there even is a regular season is kind of made up to me. Um, So in my opinion... The 15 bonus points is enough. And in most years is going to be kind of an automatic pass anyway. Um, it will be odd not seeing Martin. He's some, one of the guys that I root for on a weekly basis. So I, I do hope that he pulls through, but I've just got a bad feeling about it for him at this week. And it's, it's really been hard to pass. So if they don't qualify well, which the Toyota's kind of haven't at, at these road courses, uh, I'm sorry, not road courses at these uh, at Bristol last year, they struggled. So we'll see. I don't know. It's hard to pass. I think if he gets my in traffic has another mix up being in the position that he's in minus seven. It's hard to gain.
1: Now, that's certainly a fair point. Uh, I'll preface this with saying I think that Martin still moved on to the round of 12. I think he has a good enough showing this weekend uh, to get himself in. But I'm going to disagree with you. I think that we see it in other sports. We see it when you go to the playoffs, you see it in football that the top seed gets an automatic buy to, to the next round. Um, So I, I think it's kind of fair. It prevents what we've seen the last two weeks. And there's only so much you can do to prevent bad luck, but I don't think that Martin's been terrible the last two weeks, especially this past weekend. There's not a whole lot you can do when, when the tire kind of gives out on you like that. So I think getting them into a position that, they're they don't have to worry about they kind of have three free races to figure themselves out it gives even more incentive to go out and win the regular season championship the 15 bonus points is always great and like you said most years it shouldn't matter you should pretty much get in on that because if you're first in points i would assume that you also won several races have some stage wins so you're probably looking at 25 to 30 points at least um up on, on the rest of the field or, sorry, 25 to 30 additional points. That doesn't mean you're going to be that many up on the field. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think that it's pretty fair to see them get moved in. I mean, NASCAR is full of gimmicks, so why not add just another one that I personally think is is pretty fair if if they're not going to go back to the Winston Cup style, uh, which is probably the best way. And you could still keep your stage points uh, and keep the competitive racing throughout the race um that i think was one of the reasons they got rid of the winston cup style is that guys would just kind of hang around hang around and then maybe at the end try and make a late push uh or you saw a lot that they would just be fine with a lot of fifth or sixth place finishes because at the end of the year that typically meant that they'd be on top so there are ways around it but if they're going to keep this current format give the the regular season an automatic buy.
0: Yeah, I think you make some valid points there. Um, While I wouldn't say that we see eye on, I think that I think that's a good argument, especially when you incorporate uh, how a lot of other leagues run their playoff. Um, but as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Talking Stock Pod. We want to know where you're rooting from and who you're rooting for. And as always, enjoy Bristol. <laughs>